Welcome to the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. It's time for you. A podcast produced for the sheep industry by Sheep Connect New South Wales. Hi, I'm Fiona MacArthur, a network coordinator for Sheep Connect New South Wales. The Sheep Extension Network in New South Wales, which is funded by Australian Wool Innovation. Sheep Connect New South Wales has a membership of over 2,200 and our main aim is to help keep you and your sheep business up to date on information about all things sheep. Purchasing rams is an important time in the calendar of sheep breeders. Getting the purchase right will enable good genetic advancement and help drive production to meet market specifications. But it's not a straightforward process. With so much to consider, it can be a daunting process. In this episode of It's Time For You, I'm joined by Luke Stephen to explore some practical tips for buying the right ram this season. Luke has over 12 years experience in the commercial application of ASBVs and is currently the technical specialist of sheep breeding for the New South Wales DPI. Residing in Armidale, Luke brings a depth of experience in all things ASBVs and its use in improving sheep flocks. Luke has been involved in significant industry projects, including the development of Ram Select, Ramping Up Genetic Gain, and the Merino Select Breach Validation Project. Welcome, Luke, and thank you for joining me on It's Time For You. Thanks, Fiona. It's great to be here. Luke, with such low numbers making up the Australian sheep flock at the moment, how important is it to optimise Ram Selection this year? I'd say arguably it's never been more important. Yeah, we're not only seeing a low sheep flock of around 63 million ewes, but we're coming off the back in some areas of um, some really hard conditions and in other areas of the country, they're still in them. And so when you've got to make an important investment like this that can have impact in your flock for 10 to 15 years, it's really important that you hit the... uh, hit the nail on the head with regards to buying the best rams that meet your objective. Luke, a solid breeding objective for an individual's flock is an important initial step. What factors should be considered with this? The most important part about, I guess, a breeding objective is ultimately what are you actually trying to do? So having a goal in mind is the first factor. Um, and in that factor and in that pursuit of that breeding objective, which is what we do as sheep producers, yeah, is it going to be something that is financially viable to your or operation? And is it something that is going to um, not only be financially viable, but viable for your farm business? So we look at breeding objectives, we make sure that they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable and relevant. So relevant to your environment, relevant to what you're trying to achieve and that they're attainable so that they're not stretch gold, blue sky that we're never going to hit. And the last point is, is that they're time bound. So we know how we want to go, we know where we want to get to and we know the speed in which we want to get there. And as part of a breeding objective, each producer will no doubt have a different set of traits on their wish list for their RAM purchase. Planning is therefore going to be paramount. What is the first step to take for selecting any additional 
any additions to the Ram team this year? Yeah, look, I think one of the most important things you've probably just said is the word additions. So when I talk to a lot of people around what to do with regards to ramp selection, the first steps obviously need to do is check what's already on farm. So unless you're completely changing direction with a new breed of sheep or a new target market, then you've got animals on the farm being rams that you have to evaluate their suitability to continue to be in the farm system. So that in that case is what is the genetic merit of those animals? And then a case of saying, okay, so based on that, what are they structurally looking like? Are they still in a um is are they still in a position to service the U based for you? And then the final point is are they still aligned to your objective? So once you've gone through that part of the process, that's the first step I think you'd really take in anything. You're seeing what you've got and what do you actually need. So for some producers, it might be financially strained. If the animals on farm still meet the objective and are all fit to service, they may not actually leave the farm gate to do for rent purchase this year. But what we do know is that people, I guess animals age and, and animals do drop out of that system. So you need to identify them based on that, just how many rams you need to service your flock and your intentions. So that's probably the first part. After that, uh, the next key thing to do is to figure out, okay, from those rams I need, where am I going to get them? And then after you use that case, it's a factor of looking at the information available to then identify the animals that are going to take your flock forward. Luke, we talk about traits that different producers put focus on. What are the main traits that a merino producer would need to consider when purchasing a ram? Yeah, one of the benefits of the merino versus our other broods is the fact that the wool traits are there, but we still have some sort of selection pressure on the other traits that impact our profitability. So we look at ultimately the whole suite of traits from growth, uh, carcass, wool, welfare, um, reproduction and we look at those and we probably put different emphasis on them compared to other traits but the important thing to realize is is that uh, you know that we have still pressure on some of these other traits so depending on what type of merino you're buying if you're buying a merino for more of a dual purpose market you might put a lot more emphasis on the carcass traits than you would if you're a producer who maintains weathers in their system till they're four or five years old and use them for fleece traits, in which case they're going to have a, a lot more emphasis on their wool traits, particularly their adult fleece weights. How does a producer know what indexes they should use? So an index, when we talk about that, it's the, the number that or the selection that's most suited to the market they're trying to use. So What's really important is to look at what that index is trying to achieve and align it to your goal. So if we're talking about merino production systems, you really need to look at what is it you're trying to achieve. So if you are joining a portion of your use straight to terminal size, you're looking at dual purpose production system. If you're looking at maintaining weathers for multiple years, you're looking somewhere at the fibre production index. But whatever index you choose, the main important part is, is that you look at what goes into that individual index and don't choose that index if it has traits direction that doesn't suit your breeding objective. So really important to nut out that breeding injecting 
in the beginning, as you said previously. Now, the use of ASBVs continues to grow in the Australian sheep industry for lamb selection. What should producers consider when using ASBVs this year for their ram selection? So look, the first point in using ASBVs with in sheep selection is, is that understanding what you have at home, particularly if those animals already have ASBVs, and then making sure that you buy animals that are superior to that. So the first step is ultimately identify the rams that are going to take your flock forward. Look at the individual ASBVs and cross out the animals that are undesirable for specific traits, i.e. if an animal's bad for worm resistance and you're in a high risk area, you do not want that animal no matter how good it is in other areas. And what you've got there then is basically a list of animals to assess. The next important part is obviously assessing those animals visually and structurally to see that they meet your goal. So if they're not up to that goal structurally, they're, they're not structurally sound and they don't meet your objective, they're unfit for selection in the same way that an animal with a, um, sorry, with, with non-desirable figures is also not fit for selection. And Luke, not everyone uses ASBVs. What do we need to consider if we're going to try and select rams without the use of ASBVs? So look, when you're not using ASBVs, you're running, a, I guess, a, a higher risk that the numbers, that if you use any numbers in your ram selection, that there's going to be a lot of noise. So you have to expect that you're going to have errors in your ram selection if you go down that track of using the information. So my advice would be, really making sure that those animals structurally are up to the mark because you can't afford to miss that. You're already potentially going to hit or miss based on not having figures. So you really have to make sure that structurally and visually those animals hit your objective because you can't afford uh, to have animals that not only may not meet your objective uh, physically, but also don't meet it genetically. Luke, We've done all the background there and now we're going to go to the sale and you've spoken a bit about we need to look then at the visuals in our chart once we've looked at the ASBVs of the animals. But this year with all the restrictions with COVID around, what are we going to be able to do if we can't, buy a can't go and purchase a ram face-to-face? -face? So look, more than ever, then what becomes crucial is that you have that list to start um your process so you have to know based on what you've got um to choose which are the ones that you want to choose as your first priorities which are the ones that you want to choose on your second um priorities that still take you forward and then finally which are the animals that you're just not going to look at so in the current climate yeah you may only get one chance to look at sheep you may not have an inspection day you may not even get that opportunity so in the event that you don't have that opportunity, it's vital that you, whoever is making that purchasing decision for you, you have that relationship with and they understand your standards and they don't cross those standards. Uh, if it's the case where you're only going to get one chance to look at sheep before purchasing, then it is vital that you look at only the animals that are going to meet your objective and you don't get bogged down looking at spending a lot of time looking at rams that don't, don't fit your objective and you're not going to reach. So when we get to the sale, it's really important that after you've got that sort of pecking order, if these are the rams I want to buy and they're in my top tier, these are the ones I want to buy but they're in my second tier, you, know, you start a process of understanding what your budget is for those rams and purchasing accordingly, knowing that 
if you can get the same merit at animals um, that meet your objective at a cheaper price, then you're obviously, I guess, going to be in a better position financially. However, you might find that animals might meet your objectives that are at a cheaper price, but they don't have the timeliness to reach your objective as an animal of a higher merit may be. Thanks, Luke. So by now, producers have potentially spent quite a bit of money on buying their rams after they've gone to the sale. What can they do to make sure they optimise their ram performance once they get it home? Well, look, I think the key here is obviously, uh, you know, highlighting that the point for that first thing. They've spent their money on their investment. So the way that they can optimise its performance is to have that ram service as many years as possible. So the first step in any introduction of new stock is in line with your farm biosecurity plan. And that might mean that we isolate these stock for a, a period of time, uh, you know, so that they don't bring any friends with them onto the farm that you're then gonna have to chase out. So after that process, we don't just bounce rams out of the, out of the truck from the sale in with the ewes. We wanna give that ram some time to settle down. Yeah, we wanna then look at yeah, our plan of nutrition for that animal um, gut leading up to joining so that they're hitting joining in around that condition score 3.5. So there's some of my simple points, but I think it's important to note that there are experts here in this area um, and there is the workshop package that Sheep Connect itself does, that ramping up reproduction webinar that Matt Playford ran that really has some good points for people looking at that more information. Great, thanks Luke. And talking about further information and assistance, it's a pretty daunting prospect putting all of that information together and choosing the RAM. Where can people go to get more information? So in terms of that, there's a there's a range of information. So the MLA Genetics Hub is a, one good place to start because they've made a couple of really good videos that simplify the process of explaining it. So that's www.genetics.mla.com.au. There's also information on the AWI platform that can assist, so that's wool.com. Ram Select is another really good place to go for assistance in shortening up rams to meet your objective, that's ramselect.com.au. If we're looking at specifically the individual sale rams, then the Sheep Genetics website's a great place, and that's sheepgenetics.org.au. So all of those pages have a range of information that will assist producers with that process of looking at how do I improve my flock. Excellent. Thanks, Luke, for the information you have shared with our listeners and for joining me on It's Time For You. No worries. Thanks for having me. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of It's Time For You, the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. We'd appreciate it if you could share our podcast within your networks. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the AWI podcast, The Yarn. We'd love you to stay in contact with Sheep Connect New South Wales, and you can do this in a number of ways. Join our network by visiting www.sheepconnectnewsouthwales.com.au. Find us at Sheep Connect New South Wales on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you at our workshops and events later in the year. Thanks again for joining us today. Bye for now.